0: Hey, it's Charlie. Switched on Pop and Vox Media are conducting an annual survey, and it would mean a lot to us if you'd fill it out. It's just two or three minutes, and it radically helps us improve the show and make it all possible. Head over to voxmedia.com podsurvey, or just click the link in our show notes to fill it out. Thanks, and now to the show. Welcome to Switched On Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And on Switched On Pop, we discuss the making and meaning of popular music. Today, we're going to be speaking with acclaimed musician Emily King. She has been nominated for a Grammy for Best Contemporary R&B Album. She's been recognized by the Songwriters Hall of Fame for excellence in songwriting. And she's just released her latest album called Scenery. We're going to talk about her single, Remind Me. Please join me in welcoming Emily King to the stage. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thank you. you How are you? Hi.
2: Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Hi, Emily.
1: Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you doing?
2: So we want to start by just getting this song in our ears. Remind Me is so catchy we've just been like singing it back and forth to each other let me hear something all day you remind me of something, <laughs> yeah. yes.
1: something
2: that i used to feel myself oh my god i'm oh, so impressed there.
1: i'm so when people ask me to sing on the spot like that i am so nervous i i hate it when and people you're, don't you're ask like, me just <laughs> nailed yeah. it right away yeah.
2: so you'll all have this song stuck in your heads too probably but we also think this is more than just a catchy pop song.
1: Thank you. Okay. We,
2: we think a good pop song is almost like a Homeric odyssey in three-minute form.
1: Oh, my gosh. And Tell I that to my GED uh, diploma. We'll see, we'll <laughs> diploma. <laughs>
2: um, we'll see if, if you agree with our analysis, but let's just kick it off by uh, listening to a little bit of Remind Me.
1: You remind me of something, something that I used to feel my that I used to feel Like a heartbeat racing Like a new beginning You remind me of something else Something that I used to feel Something like what I've been missing
0: Oh, like what I've been missing
1: Oh, something like Wow, that was nerve-wracking. <laughs> 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 Ooh, can I breathe?
2: <laughs> Emily, what is this song about?
1: What is this song? Let me remember. I wrote this song, I, I'm born and raised in New York City, and at one point, about two years ago, I was getting just sick and tired of it, and uh, I really needed to change. I also was kind of, my songwriting was a bit stagnant, and I was I was writing songs very, like, academically, and I was getting very heady about it, and I'm like, how do I write the perfect song? You know, and, and, and obviously when you take When you approach it from that angle, you only have bad songs. (laughs) And so I thought, my friend came up to me and said, I don't want you to write a perfect song. I want to know how you feel. And I said, well, damn. (laughs) That's way harder, and i got to feel things. And so I guess my my approach to feeling things was I, I changed my environment. I moved to upstate New York, about two hours north. And I just felt reinvigorated in that moment because I'd never had these experiences before. I had to learn how to drive, and I had to buy a car, (laughs) (laughs) pump gas. I was so nervous I was doing it wrong. And it was thrilling. And and within that week, I I sat down and I wrote Remind Me because I was remembering this thrill of excitement that I hadn't felt in a long time.
2: I love that because I feel like great songs are a, a combination of of that feeling, you know, of intuition and of songcraft. Yeah, this, I think this song is a great example of that. This this song gives you this uncanny, powerful feeling when you listen to it, and it does it through these like incredible songwriting techniques. And, and for us, this song is all about form and, and structure. The way it, it the song takes you through. Uh, from verse to, to chorus to post-chorus to bridge. So it's all reinforcing that central message of like missing something and, and finding it. So you we want to kind of break down with you maybe how this works for us. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah,
0: I, also, I love how you say you didn't want to sit down and write the prototypical perfect song because I think one of the things that you do here, and we're going to see, is there's all sorts of ways that you bend the rules right. and it makes it that much better. So right. it, it would be appropriate that we start in the verse. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just want to ask you about, typically in a, in, a, in a pop song, what do you see as the role of the verse? What is it doing for the song?
1: Mm. Well, it's you setting up the story. You, you, you're setting up the emotion, the tone, the sentiment. I think when people say something is bad music, for me, that's because the emotion didn't really sync up with the melody huh. and the lyric in the appropriate way. When you hear a great song, I think that it has accomplished that because the way that you sing a melody is a direct connection to how you're feeling. So in this case, the song starts off, you're kind of in a dark place. You know? huh. been, I've been without it for so long. I forgot what it feels like. When I set out to write the song, I didn't want people to know where the song was going to go.
0: Great. So, I think it would be appropriate. Let's play the verse to get this in people's ear. Yeah. So we can get okay. a sense of where do we begin?
1: Been without it for so long. Forgot what it feels like. Been in the darkness till you came along.
0: Hmm. Been in the darkness till you came along. Hmm. It's very powerful. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know oh,
1: quite know where you. I'm going to go. Well, I can't agree with you.
2: Hmm?
1: <laughs> yes. No, I. Honestly, I don't know how this stuff happens. I, I was grateful when the song came to me, and when I started singing that melody, the lyric was "Been without a touch so long, forgot what it feels like," and I was going in the direction of a lover, you know. And I thought, that's that's kind of like putting a ceiling on this this mm. emotion. It's not just about that. It's not about that at all, actually, for me in that moment. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take touch away. I've been without it for so long, which can be anything.
0: Yeah, I love that. So, uh, okay, I, I want to listen one more time to that same clip and, and sort of tune into the production. So really listening closely, folks. Been without it for so long. Forgot
1: what it feels like. Been in the darkness.
0: So, so Emily, what are we hearing here? What's going on?
1: I initially wrote this song without chords.
0: Mm. I just
1: sang it, which allowed me to take the middleman out of the songwriting of mm. like me trying to find chords. Huh. Mm. And, I, and that felt good. And then I figured out a bass line on the guitar. Then my producer, Jeremy Most, who's in the house tonight, yeah, Jeremy. today, yeah. where are you? <laughs> He's like, don't, don't call me out, it's please. cool. <laughs> Then he started playing the piano. I thought, oh, we don't use piano that often. Huh. But the, the piano sounds so anthemic. Now it's like making it a bigger, it mm. just sounded bigger, more cinematic to me. Um, and it was a nice way to kind of space out what was going to come in the song, which was more rhythmic energy. Oh!
0: Spoiler alert. <laughs> don't <laughs> go too okay. far.
1: I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's exactly to your point, we have this basic piano, these, they're anthemic, big chords, but they're just sort of long and built out. And we have guitar, and that's it, yeah. and your voice. It's very Which sparse. Which is kind of yeah. scary,
1: because you like, you want to get people's attention.
2: Huh?
1: You know, It's like, start with a hook, so that they don't leave, because our attention span. But it just felt like, this is a tale. I'm telling a story. Let's, uh, hopefully they'll stay, stick with me.
0: And what I'm feeling here is I'm hearing something's missing. And that's in the lyric, as well. Like yeah. there's, the production itself is so sparse. I love that you started without anything but your voice originally because we need somewhere to go. And I, need think that, somewhere I think there is a up. way in which not starting with the hook and starting with something which is very sparse, we start trying to think what's going to fill in, where, where is this going to take us?
1: I love music that does that, you know, I, I know my limitations so I know where my hundred is at, so I have to make sure that I start like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like really broken down. Yeah, but I I do I love space and music and I like to take my time.
2: Yeah, I think that that brings us like to the next part of the voyage of this song, and and this is interesting because, you know, I think we usually expect that moment when you take it up to a hundred to be the the chorus of mm. a pop song. Like, I think when we like, what does a chorus mean to you in in general? Yeah, a
1: chorus is like that's that's ice cream. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, that's the good stuff. That's. Sometimes it's, it doesn't matter what the verse is, right? Yeah. I mean, some songs, I mean, I could think of so many hooks, but not verses necessarily.
2: I see. So, in the, in the way that when you're eating dessert, it can sometimes erase the memory of the meal that you just, <laughs> that you just had. I totally get that. You're just that
1: eating to get to dessert.
2: So, okay, I totally agree. Choruses, <laughs> big, anthemic, 100, ice cream with all the topics. Ice cream, baby. But let's listen to, to your chorus.
1: You remind me of something.
2: doesn't feel like a hundred.
1: It's not a hundred yet. We're at 65 yeah, right 65. there.
2: <laughs> yeah, 65. 65. It's, it's a little thicker, right? I feel like the, the bass came <laughs> in, added a little more depth.
1: That's right. You got to have something to keep people's attention. You got... You know, you're, you're. It is. It's building. You're building up to something. It's. Like you're building up to a climax. Actually, the more challenging verse is the second verse, because you're like, oh, I just gave him everything I have. <laughs> now what I do?
2: <laughs> so, this surprised us when we were listening to the song, because we were like, whoa, this is a, an anti-chorus or something it denies you what you expect from the chorus, which is that like moment of apotheosis of like, whoa, this is, I'm, I'm getting swept along in this. Yeah. We have to wait a little longer for that, right? When does that happen?
1: Right, it happens late.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's late. Well, I think you're almost teasing us a little bit because there is
0: this bass guitar that's like, dun-dun, dun-dun, and then it's gone. And then it comes back, dun-dun. almost like a heartbeat, like things are catching up. Like a
1: heartbeat is the lyric.
0: Boom. (laughs)
1: Man, you guys are good. I did good. not. PhD. That was
0: unintentional. <laughs> PhD. PhD. Ar- armchair musicologist. <laughs> real musicologist.
1: Amazing. A um, good combo.
0: We don't get what we want. We don't get that sweet ice cream. We don't get yeah, what... what yeah. Right now, we're sort of still in the section of what's been missing. We still haven't found what's been missing in the right, song. Right, right, right. And we're going to get that because there is an awakening that happens.
1: I'm trying so hard, but I can't shake it, shake it.
0: This is an essential yeah. moment. This sort of ties everything together. If on one side of the song, we're feeling lost, we are going to be found. And I feel like this moment, this, for, this I can't shake the memory, it feels like, for me, it has this idea of when you have something on the tip of your tongue, and mm-hmm. it's almost there, and you can't find it, and then it arrives. Yes. And I think you're almost metaphorizing that in music. Mm-hmm. For you, what is, what is the effect of having this arrangement fill into the chorus? What is it, what's its job?
1: I couldn't just go from being without it for so long, forgot what it feels like. Oh, like what I've been missing. I felt like I would just sacrifice the emotion, mm. the emotional content. I wanted to relate to people, you know, because I know we all feel that way. So it, it just it needed that second half. You know, yeah. it, it just needed to. Now I've, I've told you that I'm sad. <laughs> and now I'm telling you that I remember what it's like to be happy. And then the hook is the display of joy.
0: So, so I think for, for the audience, we need to give you the full thing. We need that sweet ice cream, that moment of being found. Something that
1: I used to feel, something.
0: I really dug into this and got so excited by this arrangement because not only have, we, have you taken us on this journey from being lost to having found that memory, mm. and sort of metaphorizing this idea of what it feels like to remember something. It comes into full view. You can see all the details. I'm hearing in the production the same thing happening. Wow. Not just in the song structure, but also in the individual notes in the way that the piano, the guitar, and the synthesizer all fill out very distinct parts of the rhythm. They don't step on each other what- whatsoever. They each have their own space, as if all of the details are colored in. Hmm. I, I took some liberties, and I, <laughs> because I didn't have the stems of your track, I just went and recreated it. It does not oh sound nearly shit, as good, but, but only for- That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Only for- It's uh, kind of like the Fisher-Price version <laughs> yeah, of, your, of your <laughs> <laughs> song. Thank you for setting the license. remix. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just want to play um, each of these elements coming in. And for our audience, I want you to just zoom in on each section. You're first going to hear the piano, then the guitar, and then the synthesizer. And you'll see they sit in different spaces. Start with the piano.
1: Mm.
0: Long and held out. Right. Very spacious. We got the guitar. Oh, and the yes. synthesizer. I love it. And we're going to slow it down here each one sits in its own space. Hmm. As if filling in all of the details, you've remembered that moment and the production has given you a full picture. It's in full color now.
1: Thank you for that recreation. Give it up. (laughs) thanks. Thank Thank you, that's awesome.
0: So I wanted to ask, you know, some some artists develop their material in partnership with their producers and others lay down lyrics after the track is made. I understood in the verse that sort of what the it sounded like the lyrics came first, but how did you collaborate with your producer Jeremy Most in making this track and having these beautiful moments come together?
1: Well, I don't I Jeremy is brilliant guy and he plays everything. Hmm. So I'm just lucky because I, you know, you save bucks for one thing. <laughs> but second, I mean he just he really can um create this atmosphere for the song that it that it needs and when it when it came to that hook i remember one of the shining moments of making this album was when jeremy started playing slap bass on that hook
0: so good and
1: i was like that Uh because you know there were other iterations where it wasn't slap bass it was just regular bass which was cool too but the slap brought this. Happiness to the song And um, You know Not every player can do that Yeah there was I, a reason
0: Why the slap face Didn't make it in the recreation <laughs> Not gonna happen It's really
2: tight <laughs> He's very sensitive thumbs.
1: I love it Oh so cute So Yes I think Jeremy like Completely Gave the The song The clothing That it That mm. it wanted to have And It was a direct connection To the feeling And I was just so grateful And that I was just that was wonderful. Cool. Thank you, Jeremy. Where are you at? Yeah
2: shout outs shout outs to Jeremy most. As Charlie was saying and, and illustrating with those clips, it's like it's all everything is interlocking in this really satisfying way. And then the last part of that is your voice, and this is also the moment where your voice becomes like really thick, and you layer in all these harmonies as well, vocal harmonies, so it's like becomes, I think together that the effect of this section, latter half of the chorus is like just this sense of, of everything coming together and like, it's the musical idea of locating that, that missing thing, right?
1: Thank you so much. You're welcome. I, wow. <laughs> I, I always, I'm not like a, I don't really belt out huh. music often. This was a challenge for me cause I just heard that it required that type of singing Oh, like what I've been missing. Oh, like mm. I was kicking my own ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have much preferred to sing that in a softer way, but it just required that energy. And so it kind of took me to a different level as a singer. But huh. it did, it, it I just envisioned, you know, a choir. Uh, it felt like very much gospel influence. And so I, I had to do all those layers. But I remember the challenging part was trying to figure out how to approach those phrases. Because at first they were very syncopated. And then I realized okay. that the surprise of the second O coming in a little bit early gave it this jolt like, was, how does it go? <coughs> oh, like what I've been missing. Oh, something like what I've been missing. So like that took me a few days to try to figure that yeah. out.
0: That's really cool. We were just talking backstage with our friend Joe, who is a musician, and he was saying um, an old adage that uh, a teacher had taught him, which was that rhythm is like an addiction. And mm-hmm. once you get the rhythm, you want more of it, and you want like different, but you want it to like change and excite you. And there's a way in yeah. which having that change, all of a sudden, you bring a phrase early yes. when you expect it to come later, you're like... It's so satisfying. <laughs> I, it,
1: it, it was satisfying to me. I was worried that it would kind of not be as catchy as maybe something that was completely like, the first thing was repeated as the second. We're but like, I love walking surprise.
2: proof of how catchy it is. Oh, um, thank you. Let's see, we've gone through verse, we've gone through chorus, we've gone through the post-chorus. Um, this brings us now to our favorite part of a song, which Ooh, is the end. The p- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank God. Took forever. <laughs>
2: Which is the bridge. The bridge. What role does the bridge play in your songwriting?
1: The role of the bridge is to break up the song yeah. mm. with just enough time that you're not sick of it yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's very that's a great definition. The bridge is—I like that. The bridge is the right. part in the song when you're like, "Okay, I've been hearing the same stuff for yes. like two and a half minutes."
1: Exactly. Let me take it. Let me go to take a bathroom break. No. Little,
2: little palate cleanser. <laughs> but this That's
1: a very cynical no, no, no. take on a bridge. I love bridges because it gives you a chance to, for variation in a song, and, and it also gives you a chance to shine a light on an emotion that hasn't been expressed yet, um, and so. Yeah, the the bridge came last. Sometimes the bridge comes first. Huh. Uh, you know, it's a necessary part in a song.
2: Let's hear it. It gives us a new new harmonic content, mm. new lyrics, mm-hmm. and there and it's a different. Lyrical approach, right? It's Mm. it's a little it's it's darker. It's like the idea of losing this thing that you just found It's kind of sad. I
0: found something. I I didn't have it then I found it and now we're in the bridge and it Slipped away. Honestly,
1: I was I was dumbfounded. What else do I have to say? (laughs) And I I went to Jeremy because he's the poet of the family of the musical family and I I said I don't know what to say here and then he's like you want me to do? It? I say, yeah, just do it. <laughs> so <laughs> it almost slipped away. You know, you're reiterating the bridge reiterates what you're trying to say in the story, but um, you have to be clever about it.
2: Well, it gives. I feel like in this case, it gives you like this note of suspense right before what you imagine mm. is going to be like one more chorus, right? right so, right. so in order so that final chorus doesn't feel just inevitable, right. but like earned and meaningful you need to introduce like oh but let me introduce some doubt into the song
1: that's an interesting way to put it and then we're gonna
2: squash that doubt it
1: is it's like okay maybe it's not good yet. yeah maybe we're not gonna get out of this mess
2: and then this is another crazy moment that that we come to post bridge because i think what we're expecting is like is that quashing Is like no no don't worry it's not gonna slip away we're back here's our sick like, you know, thick chorus with all these different instruments and harmonized vocals. Is that what happens? Let's find out.
1: <laughs> you remind me of something you remind me of something. Something that I used to feel myself. Something that I used to feel like a
2: heartbeater. That's wow, kind of bleak, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the chorus which we're familiar with but it's like the most stripped down sparsest version of the chorus yet with just piano and vocals. And it's kind of it's a little unsettling. It's cuz it's yeah. like Yeah. Or I guess or I guess to say if if the song ended right there yeah. it would be a very I think you would come away with a very different lasting yeah, impression, right?
1: Absolutely. I think this yeah, I guess what this was trying to do was I've sort of been telling a story to someone else, perhaps, and this was more I'm looking in the mirror at myself. Mm. You remind me of something. You know. It's much more introspective version of the of that. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Nate's face has Oh fallen off. (laughs) This guy.
2: That's that's amazing. I love that. Okay, but it doesn't end there.
1: Does not No. No, 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 no. I like a happy ending.
2: All right, let's hear it.
0: We get that beautiful moment of Yay. awakening again. Oh, God. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah, I forgot the... <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then it goes back down yeah, after that's true. That. Other,
0: yeah, other <laughs> There's that. There's a brief pause, like, are right. we going to get it? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> And then it comes in. It's gorgeous. (laughs) You guys are funny, man. (laughs) (laughs) We really like this stuff. I love this bridge, false chorus into full post-chorus. It almost, it it takes the whole structure of the song, everything that we experienced before, the missing something and finding it, and gives it to you in a nice little executive summary at the end. But it's also doing something, this is where I was saying, I think you haven't written the prototypical perfect pop song, I think you've written the perfect pop song for the message that you're trying to get, uh, convey. And it needed this, what I'm calling a down chorus, mm-hmm. this section where you don't get the chorus that you think you're going to get at the end. And it's something that I don't hear that often, but I, I went looking for some other examples Is the down chorus a thing? So we, I wanted to play some other stuff that we're hearing in the top 40 that has used this idea often to very different effect. Okay. So we're going to listen to uh, Zed and Marin Morris's middle. Down,
2: down chorus, down very sparse. I'll we're going to blend it. And then so full chorus.
0: Me?
1: Nice. Fun. OK. <laughs>
0: Hearing this as well on Sam Smith and Normani's Dancing with a Stranger, this is sort of a, a slow build house track. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's a great moment there as well. Sam Smith raises his voice a whole octave and sings the whole thing higher. And so everything builds up. So you have that down chorus and the full chorus. And finally, I think our show would be incomplete if we didn't play a song from one of our favorite artists of all time. We're just going to roll the clip. So that's Taylor Swift's Delicate that and you can- That track is fire though. Yeah. It is <laughs> fire, right? <laughs> In fact, she so uses good. this to a very different effect. I think she actually, all of her choruses are down choruses. There's all these really small, quiet moments until finally at the end of the song, you finally get the whole thing. Well, does
1: it come from the dance floor? They do that all the mm. time, you know? Oh, break it down, break it down. Ooh, it's it yeah, gonna
0: go? It's the, got my up. The breakdown,
1: definitely. Yeah. I, I think it's just, we just want variation. Uh-huh. And I learned from performing. That if you start on a hundred, you have nowhere to go. Just like what we were talking right, about. Right. So you have to really build, build, pace yourself.
2: But that's so cool because it's not. It's it's evidence that like something is happening to the fundamental structure of a pop song, in which the chorus is always big, expansive, bright. Like yeah. we are in a new moment where you and all these other artists are like changing how we think about the chorus.
1: That's awesome. It that's, is. That's I mean well. I had nothing to do with it, but I—I I <laughs> <it. laughs> probably stole uh, from no, Taylor our, Swift. our job
2: is to tell you what you know, what you,
1: that yeah. you do. I well, guess. I think it's—it's—it's it's, it, it's fun to play with the dynamic. Yeah. If the song was about something else, maybe I would have done something else. But I don't know what else to say about it. You guys made me feel so good. Yeah. I don't think I've written um, my best song. Hopefully not. And there's so much magic that is involved, and you really, it's strange, it's like you giving birth to something, and then taking credit for the child's success, you know. People would look down on a parent that did that, right? (laughs) I've never thought
0: of it that way. (laughs) I think this is such a gorgeous song. It shows us that the structure of a three-minute pop song, verse, chorus, post-chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus, all that has so much room for creativity. You have actually imposed, sort of superimposed this idea of remembering something mm-hmm. into that canvas of the pop song and show that there's so much room for creativity within it. I wanna say thank you so much for what
1: a joy. having us,
0: yeah, for being great. on the show. Thank you
1: so much. We also wanna
0: thank Aloft Hotels for making this possible. And yes. this has been just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: thank you so much. Thank you Woo. guys for coming. Thank you, thank you guys.
0: Hey, just one more thing before we run credits. Um, we're actually running an annual survey with Vox Media to help us make a better show and to find new ways to support it in the long term. It would mean a lot to me if you'd fill it out. It's at voxmedia.com podsurvey, or you can just click the link in the show notes. It means a lot. Thanks. Switched on Pop is a production of Vox Media. Our producer is Jillian Weinberger, engineering by Brandon McFarland, and our community manager is Sarah Terry. Our executive producers are Nishat Kurwa and Alison Rocky. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at SwitchedOnTop, and please send us your thoughts and recommendations. We really like to interact there, and we turn lots of your ideas into shows. We're going to be back again in another week,
2: and until then, thanks for listening.